Welcome to Her Bro, His Sis, a podcast hosted by sibling ministers discussing topics of faith and family. All right. I am so elated for our discussion today. This topic is something that is literally my heartbeat in the Lord. Um, We are talking about hear, receive, obey. I have to give you credit, my precious brother, though, because I don't think if it weren't for you that we would be even having this conversation. Oh, stop. (laughs) Because even though it is something that's like a personal, like, mantra or something that I just constantly talk about and just feel like I try to embody um, every day of my life, um, if it weren't for you kind of, like, planting that seed, like, there's no way that we can do – a year's worth of episodes and not have this as our topic. So I really think that you get credit for us even doing this today. So kudos to you. (laughs) Oh, no, you need to go ahead and just trademark that. So no, that's all you. (laughs) I just want to continue to just encourage and just push because yeah, like I said, I mean, it's, it's definitely your heartbeat and um, it's beautiful to watch um, your heart not only be in action, but then just to see how much it actually comes out and, and how, um, ingrained it is in the scripture and just how much of a part of that um, how close you are connected to that so um, just to see the scripture always breathe it out it just reminds me of you as I read the word daily so um, I'm inspired by um, by your message and your heartbeat so uh, I'm humble well, praise be to God um, the first thing I really want to say is to, as we introduce this um, this is really like a teaching conversation, I think. And so it might sound a little different than some of our normal situations, but um, I really just want to kind of use the relatable situations like I always do, but things that really bring it home about this topic, because here receive obey is such a simple thing, but we sometimes make it more complicated than it really needs to be. Um, But the first thing that I thought about, and this actually just hit me a few days ago is, Remember the cell phone commercials and in our real lives that of those of us that have cell phones where we say, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? <laughs> <laughs> that rung in my spirit so much, like within the last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and God is like, is really saying that to us, really. He says that to us. Can you hear me now? Because he says the same things, and and you say it often when we, you know, have each of these episodes that we do, a lot of the themes that we talk about are recurring, but throughout the Bible from beginning to end, front to back, the Lord is saying the same thing, but are you hearing him from the beginning to the end? He's saying it again in different ways, but can you hear me now? Do you hear me now? Can you hear me now? And so in our lives, like when we have our cell phones, Um, our issue is reception issues. So maybe there's weak reception here or there's no reception. Mm. So if there's no reception, you can't hear at all. Mm. If there's weak reception, you're hearing patchiness. So I can hear you, but I can't hear everything you're saying. I can hear some stuff. I don't know everything that's going on. I'm missing some things. So there's a matter of reception. So when you take that to the spirit, I know because I can feel you. I know my twin is feeling me right now. I'm going to do something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping that the rest of you are really biting that literally the same exact way because that's our issue. And I don't even really feel like I have to, to work that much more. So I think the podcast is over right now, to be real with you. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. That was when, deep. when you think <laughs> Praise God. When you think of these three words, hear, receive, obey, you can't have one without the other. So let's look at it. You can't obey until you hear and receive. You can't receive until you hear to obey. So you can't obey and you can't receive unless you've heard. So you can't have one without the other. They all have to be together. And that's what we want to talk about today. Um, another thing I want to kind of preface all this by is just kind of putting a nod to my pastor because recently um, I, I joined a new church. So um, just kind of listening to some of his previous sermons and just hearing him in, in, in the current services when I'm in attendance, I caught something that he says a lot. And one of the things that he says is, will you hear me? Will you open your heart? So while he's saying what he's saying to us, he's literally asking you to hear him. Like, you're here in this room. You're listening. But will you hear me? You're here in this room, but will you open your heart? And so I, as always, I visualize things in a different way. So we can go to a movie theater the same way that we come into the sanctuary to observe the movie, a performance, a theatrical show the sermon. I find a lot that we can take more away from an entertaining situation than we can from a sermon that is supposed to be for our souls. We mm -hmm. can remember lines, we can remember uh, certain scenes without having taken one person's note, <laughs> without mm -hmm. having recorded anything, but we'll come to church without our Bible, without a notebook, without a pen, without any kind of device to record and a throwback to reminders in um, Revelation, you're not reminding yourself of the words that when you leave, you can actually commit that into your daily practice. So if you're actually going there, how does the, the person who's standing before you, the messenger, have your attention? And how are you making a way for yourself to retain the information that you are allowing yourself to look at. Again, when you go to a movie, you're going because you want to see a show. You have, you paid attention, you paid your money, so you're going to pay attention and watch this thing. And they have your attention and the retention of what you have left with the experience is that, hey, that movie was great. Hey, this is what the lines were. Hey, this is what scenes were. And you can talk about that, talk about that, talk about that. But if I asked you how was Sunday service, can you tell me as much about Sunday service as you can tell me about that film? Mm. So now <laughs> I bring us to the word of the Lord. <laughs> mm. I'm sitting on a lot, so I'm going to just wait. <laughs> I'm taking some notes. <laughs> I just want to bring one verse in and I'm going to hand it to you because I know I've said a lot, but I just wanted to kind of give us some things to sit with as we, you know, go into and then build on these. So I'm going to come out of Hosea chapter four, and I'm going to start with verse one. And that says, hear, hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel, for the Lord has brought charges against you because there is no faithfulness no steadfast love, no dependability or loyalty or kindness or knowledge of God from personal experience with him in the land. Hear the word of the Lord. So he's talking about people who are the Lord's children, and he's saying that the Lord has a problem with you. 
<laughs> I have a personal problem with you, child of mine, and here's why, because you're not faithful. Your love is not steadfast towards me. You say you love me, but I can't tell. I can't depend on you, right? The Lord is always dependable. We can depend on him, but can he depend on us? We're not loyal to him. We're not kind. And we do not have the knowledge of God. I'm not just talking about knowledge of we know things about him. He's talking about knowing him intimately, Mm. hearing information, and letting that information sink into you, become part of you, ingrained in your spirit, personal experience with that information. You know how we can go to school or we can go anywhere and we can just retain information for just enough time to pass whatever we need to pass and then it's out the window and we couldn't pass again if we had to take it unless we went back over that information for another split second. It's like that short-term memory stuff. Um, God wants us to know him, not just hear it and then be like, oh, we know. We know his name, but you don't know know him. Yeah. So I would like to pass it to you and you can mm. just <laughs> flow a little bit. <laughs> Man, uh, yeah, you did say a lot. Um, so I'm going to just take a piece out of this Hosea that you mentioned. So, uh, yes, sir. you know, you did say uh, that he's speaking to God's people. Mm-hmm. So, and again, I think you mentioned too that, that our, our podcast, some of the themes are repetitive, um, but that's because the message <laughs> is the same, right? In terms of when we, when we think about the gospel, when we think about what the Lord is trying to get us to, to, to comprehend, that doesn't change. So might how we spin it or, or what piece of that we're relaying might be different. Um, but for the most part, I mean, it, it's, it comes down to the, the very common themes um, of the word. So understanding that, you know, he's speaking to the children of God. Um, and you said, uh, because there's no faithfulness. Um, and I wrote down, you can't be unfaithful if you're not committed. Mm. So mm, mm, mm. the fact that we're already in a committed relationship with him is the reason why this theme is so important when you talk about here, receive, obey, because our obedience should be connected to our faithfulness. So the fact that he's speaking to his people, he's not, he's not giving some general call, like, hey, anybody who wants to serve me, he's, saying, he's talking to his people who right. already are serving him, right? So yes, that sir. obedience is, is relevant to the fact that he's calling you unfaithful because you've already, you're in a committed relationship, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So um, that takes me to um, Luke 6, um, 46 to 49, and it says, uh, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but do not do what I say? I will show you what everyone is like who comes to me and hears my word and obeys. Um, so there's two of, the, two of them right there. Um, mm-hmm. That person is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on rock. Came, the water tried to wash the house away, but it could not shake it because the house was built well. But the one who hears my words and does not obey is like a man who built his house on the ground without a foundation. When the floods came, the house quickly fell and was completely destroyed. Um, mm-hmm. So just in, in taking some of those here, receive, obeys, um, this is kind of what I hear you saying and, and why I love this so much. And, and I think you really do need to trademark this because I mean, it, 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 it's, it's great. I mean, it's so simple and, and 
are are so repetitive. I mean, it's something that we can really hang on to. I mean, you, you hear about these catchy, you know, slogans and things like that, and they're they're catchy because we want we want it to stick, right? So it's not like we're just right. trying to be out here just trying to be clever, but in that creative, um, in that creativity, I think that that helps you to kind of capture something that we think is important, and and of course everybody does it, right? So it's not just us, but. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so these are kind of some of the things that that stuck out to me. So um, when you were talking about the reception, which I just thought was super deep, um, reception relates to interpretation. So you were saying that, um, you know, when you have weak reception or no reception, you can't hear. So it's hard to interpret if you can't hear. (laughs) Right. Or if you you only hear in certain things like, okay, I heard the beginning, but I didn't hear the end. And so I didn't get the full picture because I didn't hear what you were saying. Um, I was listening but I didn't hear. Um, and so that relates to how we are then able to receive. Um, and then you mm-hmm. mentioned that when we go to shows that, um, you know, it's for our entertainment. And so our reception is also connected to our enjoyment. So I think mm-hmm. something you said last week is, is our delight in God, right? When we delight in, in the things of God, that we have a better, um, I think that would be connected to what we're hearing and are we falling right. asleep in church? Cause I mean, I go to a movie and I fall asleep. That's because, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm not really Come about on. that, you know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, in, in the body of Christ, you know, what is our joy? Do we find joy in the Lord? Do we find our, our encouragement and our, our delight in God? And if we did, I think that we would take the things of God a lot more seriously when our delight is in him. So um, just to get into those, two, those two, I don't know if you have anything you want to comment on before I go, go into so, that. Just- Really, on the scripture that you said, because I love, love, love that passage of Luke 6. Um, and specifically, so even though it didn't say the word receive, it's implied oh, by yeah. <laughs> what it says. So basically, listen to the action, right? It says, if you hear me and obey, you'll be like a person who built the house, dug deep, and laid the foundation on the rock because you received the fact that there was more information that I didn't even tell you right now that I was told warnings, Hey, you need to build a house. Storms will come. Things are going to happen. But if you prepare and build it this way, you'll be good to go. So you heard me tell you some information. You received the information I told you. So therefore you obeyed by building like this. The person who built the opposite way. Okay. Is the person who heard, right? Because it said when the floods came, tried to wash, couldn't shake it but the one who hears my words and does not obey it so you heard what i said Mm. you heard the information but you chose that it wasn't that serious or i think my way is better so i mean i don't have to build on a rock i could just go ahead and put on some sand and it'll be Mm. still it's still a house (laughs) Mm. so it really is like you're saying um there's a lot of things that come in with reception as well like how you receive it because you cannot be the person who's interfering with the reception. You personally, if, if you are interfering with the reception of things, you are the one who's basically translating what you heard to make it whatever you want it to be so that you can obey or respond how you feel you want to respond instead of obeying how I told you to respond. Mm-hmm. That's just like laws and government are set, okay? Speed limit says this. If you go above the speed limit, you can get pulled over, you can get a ticket, you can possibly be arrested. If you interpret that as a suggestion, mm. if you interpret that as, um, well, I can do what I want to do, really, they don't really mean 60. 
they're just saying that, but that's not what they mean. I can really do what I want to do. So basically, you will act or obey what you interpreted for yourself because you changed the translation from what you heard. Mm. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yes. So I'm on something like that. So <laughs> obedience, again, goes back to your movie situation, is connected to what you enjoy. So the fact that you feel like you don't go 60s because you think that's too slow. Right. So you understand that there's a speed limit. That just doesn't apply to you because you have a different, you're, you're operating under your own. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Thank you. <laughs> like, yes. Like you're choosing to say like, God, like, I, I know that there's a, a limit, but I want to go past that limit because I have other desires beyond what your word gives me. And so, again, this is saying hear and obey, which means the reception is what you chose not to p- imply, which means because, again, you have to do all three. You can't do one because obedience is connected to hearing and receiving. So you heard and disobeyed because you didn't receive it. Right. So. Where are you at? And I think we spoke about this a few episodes ago is that where are you at in that timeline? Because if you're hearing, but then it stops there, it means you heard yeah. but didn't listen, right? Right, exactly. Like you, got, you got two ears. So that just means that you mm-hmm. used uh, your ears. And I actually was going to get to that. So um, to hear is to ingest the sound, right? So you mm-hmm. heard the sound just by utilizing your, your faculties. You heard the sound. Yeah. To receive is to inherit the sound. Right. Mm. So just because you've taken it in, the natural byproduct would be to become obedient to it. Right. I mean, there's no Mm -hmm. other way for that to happen unless you're inheriting that. Um, Yeah. Just as with food. Right. If if you taste something for the first time, you'd either spit it out if it was not digestible to you, either because it didn't taste good or just the age of it was old or moldy, what have you. Or you Mm -hmm. enjoy it and you're going to add it to your diet and then you're going to ask for more. So because Mm -hmm. of the fact that you've now inherited it that's now going to become a part of you as opposed to just saying, Oh yeah, I heard it. Okay. What is that doing? Like there has to be a a progression of that hearing. Otherwise, if you just hear, hearing is always connected to obedience, which means that you have to receive it and then obey it. Right. So um, look here, (laughs) (laughs) you said something that that was a wrap right there. Cause you said that doesn't apply to me. And actually, if you claim that you are a child of God, it does apply. Everything he says Mm -hmm. applies to you, period. It applies to you. It applies to me. The difference is those of us that choose to obey, we stand out because we choose to obey. Mm -hmm. And because you want to be the rebellious children and not obey, like some of us that have siblings can talk about it because some Mm -hmm. of us, we want to do what we were told to do. And the other ones want to show out knowing what we were told knowing what 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 the consequence would be if you get caught whatever the case is but some of us we hear it we understand we're going to do what we were told Mm -hmm. the other ones it don't apply to me and that's literally that's kind of like the summation right there of why we do what we want to do because you think it doesn't apply to you but as a matter of fact it does so you're going to live with the consequences because you said it doesn't apply to you by your action which is your disobedience yeah. And that's where the two verses, I think, connect because, you know, Hosea 4 said, because there's no faithfulness. And then Luke 6 mm-hmm. says, why do you call me Lord, but do not do what I say? So Lord, what is mm-hmm. a Lord, right? <laughs> Somebody who is, exactly. is, is your authority and who you surrender to. So you, again, committed to saying, God, I, I profess you as Lord and Savior. So we want him to be our Savior <laughs> because we don't want to go to hell. 
but we don't want them to be lower, mm-hmm. which means that we have to now be committed to something that is is apart from our fleshly desires. So, um, mm-hmm. again, what, is, what does it say uh, in Galatians? Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If we're fulfilling the lust of the flesh, it's because we're not allowing our spirit man to be fed. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, these, these, the scripture connects if we're willing to look at it and see, okay, where are we falling short? And we can point to the word and see this is where we're falling short. Why, why are we not doing what God says? What is it about this exactly. that we're, we're choosing to walk towards that we want? And why do we want it? And if it's a sinful desire, are we willing to surrender that to his lordship? Or are we going to say, I'm Lord and I'm going to do what I want? So, um, mm. yeah, it's so deep. It's so deep. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. That's some good stuff. <laughs> so, that wasn't even on the nose. That was free. <laughs> <laughs> Let it flow. Uh, so let's just break down, I guess, here a little bit. Um, so okay. um, what is it that we're hearing? So what is the message that God has given us? So um, I have mm-hmm. down Deuteronomy 12. It says, be careful to obey all these words that I command you, that it may go well with your children and after you forever when you do what is good and right in the sight of the Lord your God. Um, and then what did Paul say in 1 Corinthians 2? He says, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. So, um, you know, we're hearing the message. You know, you, you spoke about it a little bit in, in Hosea. We're, we're hearing about it in Luke. Um, you know, we know that that God has, has given us um, kind of this charge. You know, we, we have the gospel. We have the example of Christ that we live by. Um, you know, we're to love others. We're to, um, you know, be self-sacrificing. You know, we, we're to... Uh, give of ourselves we're to to follow the the example of christ and so um you know we have the gospel so now i'm going to tie hosea 4 and 6 with john 10 and 10 because he says in verse 2 that you kill and you steal john 10 and 10 says that the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy i am come that they might have life and have it abundantly so there was a verse that you did in the sermon that you preached at a church um, that I will never forget. <laughs> you <laughs> talked about loving out loud and you had this David Amplified translation. So I have my own living translation of this verse. And this verse in my translation says, the thief comes only <clears throat> to steal, kill, and destroy. I am. So like the name of the Lord, I am. Come. So that they might have life and have it abundantly. So that's how I want you to pause and read this via my transliteration right now. So the devil comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's the only reason why he's present when he comes, okay? I'm pleading for the I am. Because in Exodus, he told Moses, well, who should I tell them who sent me? I am that I am. So he's saying my name is I am. I am what? I am everything. I am this. I am that. I am everything you need. I mm. am. Mm. Come, come, I am. Come, come Lord. On. So that, <laughs> that they might have life and have it abundantly. Man. Okay? So let me give you three more things, and I'm going to let you say something. So out of that. Like I just said, he he told his kids that you guys are stealing and killing and committing adultery. He says that the devil, the thief, only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But the Lord comes so that we can have life and have more abundantly. So number one, when the thief comes to steal, in Hebrew that word is klepto. That's where we get the word kleptomaniac. Mm. He's saying that he steals by taking away with stealth. Okay? So if you think about the parable of the sower, which we have talked about, and I do sermon series on this i love the parable of the sower but in matthew chapter 13 mark chapter 4 luke chapter 5 
the parable of the sower talks about when the seed, which is the word of God, is sown, it has the four different types of land that it's sown on. The first one that is sown on is the wayside. So if you look at Mark chapter 4, and I want you to see this one in particular because it's so good. So let me turn to it because this was not originally part of my plan, but it's so good that I had to throw it in there. So Mark chapter 4, verse 14, it says, the sower sows the word, the seed falls by the wayside, okay, where the word is sown. But when they have heard, when they have heard, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. So if you take something from me that was sown, you just stole it, right? Mm. Yep. <laughs> I want you to turn to Luke and look at the same thing in Luke. Can the Lord bring charges against you? Is there no faithfulness? Is there no steadfast love, loyalty, kindness, or knowledge of God from you? Not just your land, not your neighbors, not your family members, not other people, but of you yourself. Verse 2, have you made vows and broken them to the Lord? And I'm not just talking like in the past and you repented of it. I'm talking about are you doing it currently? Have you habitually done it? Are you killing and stealing? Have you partnered with the devil whose mission is to steal, kill, and destroy? Right? That's good. So I'll let you go ahead and, and, and interject right there. That's good, yeah. Um, I mean, that goes so beautifully to uh, the scripture I kind of wanted to point out, which is John three sixteen through 20. And, and there's so much around that that's centered upon what we're speaking about today. And everybody knows John three sixteen: for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Right. But what does that mean in the context? And so um, that's why I like these little, I love the conjunctions of the Bible. <laughs> um, it yeah. says in verse 17, for God did not send his son to the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So that's that might have life that you're referring to. And then it says, whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works are more mm. evil. For everyone mm. who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the work should be exposed. So, right. <laughs> I mean, it, it speaks so much to what we're talking about today because we're talking about obviously hearing the message and you're talking about you know the parable of the sower now you have to receive the message which means you have to go mm-hmm. beyond the okay I, I i see the offer there i'm now going to take that offer and now i'm going to that now requires a repentance or a change of heart because you can't continue you can't receive the message and then also continue in your wickedness right <laughs> i mean i think right, that's that's exactly. the dichotomy that we're seeing through these passages is that you can't continue to say well i'm just gonna be myself because being yourself is not part of the equation when it comes to accepting Christ. Well, like we already have ourselves. We've already acknowledged that we are the Lord of our lives until Christ comes in. Right. And so that's what you're, you're choosing to surrender is saying, I am no longer the Lord of my life. And that means that you're going to have to shave off some things. Um, you're not really accepting Christ. Um, mm-hmm. uh, just a, a couple more passages. John one, uh, it says, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So, we're recognizing now our nature. We're now um, choosing to call God our Father. Um, and, you know, you, you're talking about uh, children earlier. What does that mean for us to have parents and to um, be obedient to our parents? We know that as children that, you know, we don't run things, right? <laughs> I mean, 
teenagers <laughs> with the Green Rockets, and, and and that's even the beauty when you when you think about teenagers as as little children. You know what did Jesus say? You know, I wish that they would come to me as little children. What happens when we get mm-hmm. a little faith in us, right? We think that okay, we know a little bit. Like you know, we we can run this, we can do this. And it's like, wait a second, like your dependence is lifetime, right? Not just as a child when you're in church for two or three years, then then you can you know good go back to doing what you was doing. No, like that dependence that rest on me. I'm Lord forever, right? <laughs> I'm not just Lord mm-hmm. while you while you a three year old baby in Christ. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm Lord right. even as you as you get a little wisdom. You know what I'm saying? Like yes, sir. Um, and and we need to realize that. And because again, that's where our nature into creeping into um, us being wicked. Um, and then lastly, John 17 is uh, for I have given them the words that you gave me. And this is obviously Jesus talking. They have received them and have come to know in truth that I came from you. And they have believed that you have sent me. So. Our reception is we have to believe that Jesus is. And I, I was sharing with my kids the other day um, in Hebrews eleven six is that he is and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It means we're actively always pursuing him. Um, and that's kind of been my right. trademark is pursuit over pleasure. Like we have to be able to get rid of the pleasures of this life to pursue Christ. Um, and so that is the culture that we're setting is that we're willing to chase God and not chase us, chase flesh, um, but uh, replacing um you know, the pursuit, you know, because what does it say in, in Matthew that we can't serve God at money? So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we can go so many different places and, and they're just all interconnecting. Mm-hmm. But um, how much of the word are we storing in us? Because that message, again, can you hear me now? <laughs> can you hear me now? I mean, that message is always <laughs> going to be there. How often are we listening and willing to surrender to that that word? So, um, mm-hmm. so in line with what you're talking about receiving, Hosea 4 and 6, um, if I can throw it back to that, talks about the opposite of receiving which is rejecting so if if i'm not going to receive a package that is coming to me that means i am rejecting the package i'm not going to receive it right so um if we just go back to that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge i will also reject you my people are destroyed which means you are rendered useless for lacking knowledge And because you have rejected knowledge, I will reject you. So the Lord is going to do what you do unto him, right? He says, if you deny me, I'll deny you. (laughs) Mm. Um, So in the Latin, the word reject means thrown back or refuse. I always quote the scripture, Amos 3 and 3, that how can two walk together unless they agree? So essentially what you're saying is, I refuse to agree with you, Lord. Mm-hmm. When you say something that I don't agree with, that I don't want to do, I refuse to agree with you. Therefore, I'm not going to do it. Because if you agreed with him, you have no problem doing it, right? If I agreed that the speed limit was reasonable, then I would just follow the speed limit because I think that's a reasonable speed limit. So therefore, I, I have no problem following with that. The reason why we don't comply is because we don't agree. And like you said, it doesn't apply to me. So therefore, I'm not doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so you're going to... In the Latin, just imagine this. I'm giving you my word. I'm refusing it. I reject that. So I'm throwing it back at you. I've given it to you, but not only am I giving it back to you, I'm throwing it back. (laughs) I don't want this. Get it as far away from me as possible. So not just I'm handing the word back to God. Not I'm handing the word back to the pastor or the minister or the brother or sister that gave me the word. I am throwing it back as if, like, I am a quarterback on a field. If I can throw it past as far as I can... I just want to throw it as far as it can get away from me. Mm. What you're also saying is that when you reject, this is what we need to understand what we're doing when we do like 
We do things that are, are seen and sometimes indirectly known, but our actions are actually very telling. But this is what we're literally doing deep down inside. So what you're also doing is you're dismissing the word as inadequate, inappropriate, and not to your taste. So just like you were talking about before with the taste, um, when you said that hearing and obeying, right, you were talking about inheriting the sound and the natural byproduct of obedience. And you said that if we try something and we like it, we're going to go ahead and continue to eat that, digest it, and let it do what it's supposed to do. He's right. always waiting. He's always there. But you have to have that change of heart that wants to accept him. He can't force you. And that's why I love Proverbs chapter 8, because Proverbs chapter 8, multiple books in Proverbs, actually, or chapters in Proverbs, but Proverbs chapter 8 is wisdom itself is crying out to us. It's literally pleading with us to hear, to receive, and keep what wisdom is trying to advise us to do. Has there ever been a person in your life, in your family, a close friend, or just someone that you cared about? that you have just literally tried to plead with them to listen to reason, to listen to your counsel, to listen to your advice, because the way that they're going is not good and the things that they're doing, if only they would listen to what you're saying, they could turn everything around. That's what wisdom is doing in that chapter. So if you just read that on your own time, that's what the Lord is doing to us. Like he's pleading. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I'm crying through this person. I've, I've sent this prophet. I've sent this pastor. I've sent this person. I've sent this servant. I've sent this stranger. I've sent this angel to speak to you and to plead with you gently, uh, however, which ways to manifest myself to you. Will you listen to me? Can you hear me now? Will you receive my message in this fashion? Will you receive it in this way? Will you receive it from this little person, this little child from this person that you wouldn't expect to receive from. Will you hear me now? Mm -hmm. So I know you're marinating on something, so I'm going to give you a minute to, to go ahead no, I was, and I was, I was actually that. writing the last word of the thing I was marinating on. But, uh, but <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I'm not exempt. I'm a note taker. Um, yeah, so I'm stuck on that reject word because I never heard it defined that profoundly. Um, you said um, it's to throw back. Um, and the thing that, that it made me think of, cause I'm trying to, you know, paint a word picture. Cause obviously we're not, we're not able to illustrate live. Um, and so mm -hmm. I think some words that came out to me. And so, um, you know, I think about when someone offers me something, you know, I would say, oh, no, thank you. Right. Um, mm -hmm. that's not rejection. I can't reject you if I'm not, um, just because I don't want, right. Like if you offered mm -hmm. me something and I just say, oh, it's okay. You know, in a polite way to, to, um, refuse that offer right but when you right. reject um it's a strong refute to what it is that we're, we're not yeah. accepting so what i what i wrote um i just said to reject is usually to strongly refuse something you're already familiar with that is usually offering mm -hmm. graces we already know a little bit about this and we're rejecting it so strongly because we're like i said i don't want that like you wouldn't come off that strongly just by some, somebody simply offering you something hey would you like a piece of chocolate no it's okay <laughs> for you to get to the point of, of refusing in the context that we're talking about, you have to already know something about that to refuse it in that fashion. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so um, when you that we're doing that, uh, we're not just simply saying no, we're strongly rejecting or denying something.
don't want uh, and we know exactly. that we should have it so and of course i work in the court system mm-hmm. so i, I kind of think about you know when you, you have these plea deals um and we're, we're strongly rejecting what we know is probably the best thing for us but because we're in rebellion we're refusing um because we think we know better um and so um yeah, I, I, I just I, I love that that picture of that rejection that you, you described there. So, um. Yeah, I mean, that's why I love like etymology, because, you know, that was like the Latin roots of it. But when you look at it, even in Greek, it's just like you said, it's very harsh because um, in Greek, it says to spurn, to despise, to refuse, to become loathsome which further illustrates what you said, that at one point it wasn't loathsome, but now it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and again, you know, to, dis- to cast away, to cast off. So when you reject my word, there was a point when it was all good, but now it's not. So what is it that has come into the picture that has caused you, again, the devil comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. So what has he come in with stealth? Um, what has he taken from you? What has he introduced? And a lot of times in, in the Old Testament, it was idolatry. It was the things that the, the neighboring uh, nations were doing, the idols that they served, the things like that. They started uh, taking over their ways. We're not exempt from that today because we still have a lot of that going on in our society as well. Um, but again, like you said, when we look at the real meat of it, it is it's harsh. Like we're basically, we know what we know, you know, we know what's the real. And in order to make ourselves continue in that path of wickedness, we almost have to be so like raw with the Lord, which is dangerous because like, how dare you, you know, like how dare you have that um, audacious attitude towards God. Um, But that's really what you're doing. So I just, I really love for us to really understand what we're actually doing when we do what we do. Um, and again, you know, simple things, but like you said, when we're refusing something, we're, we're showing it's an action that we're not willing to do something where it's, it's seen, it's visible. Um, so like you said, a decline is, it's gracious, but this is not just a simple, I don't accept your offer. This is, you are throwing it away and rejecting it as worthless trash. That's what you're doing. And just to to prove that in the scripture, uh, you know, if you go back to Hosea 4, 6, um, you know, it says, because you, the priestly nation, (laughs) they're priests. So they didn't get that by, (laughs) (laughs) right, that that was choosing to reject. So they knew, you know what I'm saying? Uh, And just chose to to no longer walk in in that state. So, um, yeah, just just to, to just really hammer that home. I think that was important to note. Can you talk to us about obeying the mandate? Because I feel like we really kind of express the hearing and the receiving. So can you just like just kind of talk to us about obeying um, the message, obeying the mandate, obeying the word? Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously, um, you know, again, it has to be a progression. And so I think um, you go from hearing to receiving and what happens once you've received it, um, you then go and do the action. So, you know, if your parents say, Hey, can you go take out the trash? You've heard them tell you to take out the trash. You've received and inherited the, <laughs> the, the charge. And then now you have to be obedient to go carry it out. Right. So um, mm-hmm. I think in Romans six, um, it says now, if we have 
ride with Christ. Um, and if <laughs> I love the fact that you're also a, mm-hmm. a, word, <laughs> a word person because you already know, um, yeah. Um, we already know what time it is when it says if. Um, so it, it's the mm-hmm. implication is you have, <laughs> so, right? Um, so therefore, if we have died, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with Him. Um, we know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So therefore, verse 11, Mm -hmm. it's good. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. And then the first two words of uh, 12, let not, uh, which means Mm -hmm. there's an active um, portion that you have to make sure that you're doing. Um, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. To make you obey its passions. That was that word obedience. Do not present instruments for unrighteousness, but to God as those who have been brought from death to life. Again, you have. And your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law. Um, the obedience comes from uh, you recognizing that you have died with Christ and there's now a grace that he has given you to now not let that be what you surrender to, but able to yield yourself to members of righteousness and you have to be able to walk in that spirit um, and embrace this new life that he has given us um, and then uh, lastly second corinthians 7 1 since we have these promises beloved from every defilement of body and spirit bringing holiness to completion in the fear of god so it's not just a hey lord i love you i know who you are but it's are we continuing to daily walk this journey of sanctification and holiness um, as it says, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. Um, and not to say that we need to be afraid of God. We have to just realize that our obedience is connected to our love for God. Mm-hmm. Not just, hey, I'm hammering this down because I'm your Lord. You have to go do these. We're not slaves to him in that regard, but because we are children of God. So I love what you said. So two things um, I just want to hit. The scripture, Romans 6, is... I just love that part in 12, and you didn't say 16, but I'm going to put 16 out there. You said, let not sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it. So basically, either Jesus reigns or sin is reigning in your body. Mm, Okay. And then verse 16, it says, do you not know that whoever you yield or submit or surrender yourselves as a servant to obey, that's whose servants you are. Mm. So you're either serving sin, which is going to lead to death, or you're serving obedience, which is going to lead to righteousness. Mm. If you continue on, it says, but thanks be to God Mm. that you were, past tense, the servants of sin, as all of us were, okay? But But. you have (laughs) obeyed. (laughs) But you have obeyed from the heart the form of doctrine that was delivered to you. How was it delivered? You heard it. (laughs) Okay. So that is so powerful to me because you have to understand that you're, you're only a slave to who you choose to serve. When we were serving sin, it was by choice. Okay. We were doing what we wanted to do because we chose the lifestyles that we were living. And now he's saying, don't yield your members your hands, your body, your feet, your lips, any part of your body, do Mm -hmm. not surrender and submit that as an instrument to commit unrighteousness for sin, okay? He's saying, but yield, we always want to talk about yield and surrender to God. It's this simple. It's literally this simple. You're either going to yield to sin, 
by choice because you're going to pick up the alcohol bottle, you're going to pick up the cigarettes, you're going to pick up the drugs, you're going to pick up the, you know, the individuals to, to do fornication, whatever it is, you're going to yield your members by committing these actions by choice. Or you could yield those same members by lifting your hands, by praising God, by doing actions that are worthy of righteousness. That's what he's saying here. Mm. It's plain and simple. And just like you said, with our obedience being connected to our love, love not the world, neither the things of the world. So the, the word answers every single thing, every <laughs> single time. <laughs> you know, like you're never, you, you can't get around it. If you love the world or the things of the world, naturally you're going to serve sin because the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. You love those things more than you love God. And we can't say we love both because God is not equal to anything. He does not share his glory. He does not share um, space. He doesn't share that. We can use things of this world as long as we have a, a healthy sense of balance and, and understanding that God blesses us to enjoy certain things within reason and, and properly prioritizing him in our lives. But once we set those things up above him where we'd rather do that more than him, no, you have, you have erred greatly, okay? So it's that simple. <laughs> it's really that simple. I, I could keep that going on verse 19, but for a second, <laughs> I was not, not trying to preach another sermon, so I had to cut it off somewhere. But, <laughs> uh, but, but I, I think you hit it on the head when you said yield, um, that, that yielding is an activity that we can do. Um, you know, you, I think even in Ephesians it says, but you once were, um, you know, it, it always goes back to what we used to be and now what we are. So that, that same energy, you know, and I love that I talk to people exactly. all the time and I joke and I say, keep that same energy. Like, okay. you know, we need to, you know what I'm saying? Like we were <laughs> energized to while out, right? Like we, we was loving mm-hmm. sin, right? And now that we're no longer exactly. in that, right? We have the same energy. Keep that same energy because you have to fight to keep yourself. If you don't, mm-hmm. you're going to find yourself like these, these brothers in Hosea where, they found themselves wicked and rejected knowledge because they were not keeping that same energy when it came to righteousness, mm-hmm. right? So if it says yield your members to righteousness, that means there's a work that you have to do to keep yourself guarded from sin because we're so prone to be able to yield ourselves to unrighteousness. And mm-hmm. if you realize how much of a, of a struggle and how much of, of um, the disdain that is to God, then that means that we have to be willing to put ourselves um, under the, sur- the subjection of the spirit to be able to yield us. Otherwise we're going to fall short of that depend ourselves mm-hmm. on the Lord and push ourselves towards um, that, that righteous calling. So um, yeah, just, just being able to look mm. at words. And if you don't take anything from, if you can take anything, you know, look at the verbs and, and, and the conjunctions and, and because it, it explains why the passage says what it's saying, right? So, and we can mm-hmm. see that the fruit of what that verb is, is really trying to, to capture yielding. What are we yielding to? We're yielding ourselves to God, right? To righteousness. And so exactly. if you find yourself in a situation where you're not yielding to righteousness, other alternative is you're yielding yourself to unrighteousness, right? So like you said, super simplistic. If we're willing to really just pay attention to what this passage says, and then be willing to self-evaluate and say, God, am I yielding myself to you? God, I surrender to you now. So I'm, in line with what you were saying about, you know, just people that have had the word at one point and have decided to reject it, I want to bring us back to um, further in the, the New Testament, Second Timothy 4. I want to come there. And this is something that we're definitely seeing a lot of um, 
not saying it just recently started because it's been like this for a while, but Second Timothy chapter 4, um, I'm going to start at verse 3, which says, For the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine and accurate instruction. I'm reading from Amplified. Um, will not tolerate sound doctrine and accurate instruction that challenges them with God's truth. Now, I need to just pause right there because <laughs> <laughs> true sound doctrine and, and like you say, the scripture says, rightly divine the word of truth, is going to challenge you with God's word. It's going to. It should, every time we read the word, challenge us. It should be a mirror to us. Um, I've said it in the previous episodes, the, the uh, verse in James about looking at ourselves in the mirror and seeing the word of God as our mirror. How do we look in a natural mirror, see ourselves in the morning or any other time that we check our mirrors throughout the day and see some stuff that just doesn't look right um, off the hook or whatever the case is? Do you ever walk away from that when you see yourself off the hook and just be like, man, I don't care about that? most of y'all are going to say, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm going to fix it. I'm going to get it together. I'm not going out looking like this. Okay. So you care more about your outward situation than you care about the Lord showing you the inward state of your soul. Um, so the time will come when people will not tolerate that. That's been here. It's here now. But wanting to have their ears tickled with something pleasing they will accumulate for themselves many teachers, one after another, chosen to satisfy their own desires and to support the errors they hold. That's interesting. And they will also turn their ears away from the truth and will wander off into myths and man-made fictions and will accept the unacceptable. But as for you, be clear-headed in every situation. Stay calm and cool and steady. Endure every hardship without flinching. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill the duties of your ministry. So that is a whole sermon in itself. We're not going to unpack all of it. <laughs> but it's, it's really true. It really sums up hearing, receiving, and obeying. Because right now, you're basically looking at people who are choosing what they want to hear because they did not want to receive what they've heard before and they didn't want to obey what they heard that they cho chose not to receive. Mm -hmm. It says they're turning their ears away from the truth and will wander into man-made fiction, into myth, and accept the unacceptable. And I'm sure that we can look, and it doesn't have to be far, at various um, Christian institutions where the acceptable is actually unacceptable. You know, people are accepting the unacceptable. They are listening to things that tickle the ears that are really not coming with the truth of the Lord. It's just all type of, like, craziness going on. But you're just inside of a building that has a cross on it. Right? Mm. Mm. So this, this, it, it applies. And it, and it also tells us, endure every hardship without flinching. I like that part because this applies to the parable of the sower, which if you read that in your own time, is another reason why certain people fall away because this word, just like you connected us in the very beginning with that scripture in Luke about building your house on solid rock, right? Um, when hardship comes, when the tests of life come and the trials of life come, which are guaranteed to happen, the Bible tells us that, 
you won't flinch because you'll be prepared with this word because he's given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. He's told you in advance what to do. He always will prepare you with a sermon, with a, a, a study, with being planted with the seed of the word. And I've said it numerous times before where if the word doesn't apply to you today, hold it because it's going to be for you for next week, tomorrow, three months from now. You never know. But that word is going to be for you and you're going to need that word. So it helps you to endure every hardship when you get sound doctrine, when mm-hmm. you're getting accurate instruction. But when you're not getting sound doctrine, you're not going to be prepared because your house is not going to be built on the rock. It's going to be built on sand. It's like sand castles. When the winds and the waters come, it comes down. Well, <laughs> th- th- this is how good that is. So <laughs> I actually went back because um, we had the podcast on James. Um, and I'm actually going to, I didn't even realize that this was how closely connected these two passages were. Um, you reading Second mm. Timothy and James 1 and 2 that I'm going to jump into. So in Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 5, um, you said, endure every hardship without flinching. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill the duties of your ministry. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> James 1, um, if you go back to our James podcast, what would James do? Uh, Mm -hmm. we had a a word for every chapter. The word was endurance, which is endure every Mm. hardship without flinching. Okay. (laughs) James two. (laughs) Come on here. The word was obedient. And that is do to fulfill the duties of your ministry. So I'm actually going to, to pull a passage from both of those, not even realizing that that was the the connection um, to what we're talking about today. Um, So James one. Yeah. I mean, it's all God. But James 1, uh, 19, 19 through 25, and I'll just kind of just summarize it real quickly. Um, so verse 19, it says, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to anger. So we've, we've heard that before. So you have that word here mm-hmm. in verse 19. Um, verse 21 says, therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your soul. So that's receive. And then the next verse in 22 says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. That's obedience. So just in that, again, the, the, the chapter was about endurance. Uh, I said in a previous mm-hmm. podcast also, and, and I'm glad that this is more of a teaching one because it's almost a summary in a sense of things that we've been talking about for several months. But I think I said that submission uh, doesn't occur with agreement because you can't mm. technically submit you're not really going to submit if that's what you really want to do. Like if you're okay with it, (laughs) there's really not submission taking place because you're okay with that. So you're just going to follow the trend. But as soon as I say, Hey, why don't we do this? And that's an opposition to what you want to do. Submission has to come into play for you to now walk in step with me. And that is the same thing that you're, you're speaking about in second Timothy is that they want things tickling their ears because they just want to be, um, they want to be approved as opposed to be, um, they want God to be approved, right? So uh, mm-hmm. they want to continue doing what they're doing and just hopefully a little Jesus can be sprinkled in as opposed to saying, okay, Come I guess on. I'm going to give up some stuff in order to really be submissive to the Lord. So um, yeah, I, I, I like that um, in James 1. And then um, just using verse 25 in the Amplified passage, it says this, but he who looks carefully into the perfect law, the law of liberty, which is freedom, and faithfully abides by it, not having become a careless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys, he will be blessed and favored by God in what he does in his life of obedience. So I just love how it just 
pulled out the whole hear, receive, obey, and all of that by saying, basically, mm-hmm. if you just hear and don't do, you're a careless listener, <laughs> right? Because anybody can hear, right? Like, that's not that's even, right. that's only the first step, right? If you're not willing to take that hearing and actually be applicable in that hearing, then you're just listening, <laughs> right? And that's a whole nother definition. Yeah. Um, so that's that. Uh, and then getting into James 2, um, and, and I won't go into all of that, but, but uh, 2.22 says this, it says, you see that his faith was working together with his works. And as a result of the works, his faith was completed, reaching its maturity when he expressed his faith through obedience. Mm. <laughs> right. So if you remember that passage, wow. said, you know, you show me your faith and, uh, without works and I'll show you my faith. By yeah. Works, right. Right. <laughs> and so it says it's, it's right. his faith was completed when he expressed his faith through obedience. Right. So it's not mm. enough to just say you have faith if you're not able to live that out. Right. <laughs> so um, that's so good. Yeah. Wow. Um, (laughs) Well, I mean, we have reached near the end here, so I just want to kind of um, bring a couple things and then give you some final thoughts if you have to share. But the last thing I really want to share is um, Ecclesiastes 12, which which is this. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. This applies to every person. And the more I read that in preparation for this, the thing that the Lord dropped in my spirit was you won't fear God if you won't hear God. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to fear him in order to, you know, you have to hear him in order to fear him. Mm. And we need like, that's the conclusion of the whole matter. No matter what we've said, all the things that we say, it all boils down to this fear God. And you have to hear him in order to do that. Keep his commandments. Because by hearing him, he's going to tell you, tell you what he wants you to do. And this is your whole duty, period. That's all you are supposed to do is hear him, obey it. It's already inferred, mm. implied that you're going to receive, understand, and comprehend. But again, as you read more of the word and when the Lord becomes your delight, you are hungry for information you're hungry for knowledge you're hungry for understanding so not just to know it but like you want to know more you want to understand it you want to comprehend it and i i often have painted the picture that this relationship this walk with the lord is like with a human person even though he's the invisible god that we serve we know he's real we know he is exists he's in our presence every single day he's with me right now and he's with you wherever you're listening to me he's with my brother where he is He's all across this globe all at one time. He's omnipresent. Um, So the thing is, when we understand that he is everywhere at all times, we hear him. He speaks to us. He's available to us. Um, We're supposed to treat him like we would treat a regular person in the sense of growing in relationship, not like in a worldly sense. So please don't mishear what I'm trying to, to say right now. What I'm trying to say is that as we grow in knowing each other on the earth, friends, um, spouses, relationships, whatever situations that you have, as you grow to know each other and learn each other in, in natural life, we have to learn Christ. We have to know him more and more. And the only way that that can happen is you immersing yourself in his word. Um, we can go to church services all day long. But that's not where the relationship grows. 
you have to take that stuff home. And he has got to be in your life, woven in there. He has got to be someone that you allow to speak to you and you listen to him and you hear him, not just when the person is up front on a stage, on an altar speaking to you once a week or twice a week. You have to go home and you have to get it in in whatever way you know how, whatever way is available to you, whatever way the Lord is um, putting on your heart for you to pursue him. You know, there's not one formula for every person. But when you pursue God and you have a heart to know him, it's not the same with even every human you know. Like every relationship that you have in your life is not the same of how you grew to develop to know them more and more, right? So why would mm-hmm. we look at the Lord and try to, to have a formula on that? So um, fear God, keep his commandments. And the last scripture I want to give us is uh, Philippians 4 and 9, which is the things which you have learned. This is Paul talking, and I love this verse. Um, the things which you have le- learned and received and heard and seen in me. You learned it, you received it, you heard it and seen. Not in that order, but you have <laughs> learned by receiving because you heard and you saw it, right? So that's what he's saying. Practice these things, the things that you learned, received, heard, and seen in me. Practice these things in daily life, and the God who is the source of peace and well-being will be with you. So what kind of final thoughts do you have to add um, as we kind of sum up hearing, receiving, obeying? Yeah. Um, so again, we just talked about um, hearing, receiving, obeying being kind of a flow. Um, so um, obedience would be the fruit of your following. Right. So if you're saying that you follow mm-hmm. Christ, um, obedience is the fruit that that following exists. Um, obedience is the proof that you heard something. Right. So if you're saying that I hear and I'm obeying that, that means that you actually are showing proof that you heard it. Um, and so um, I just kind of think about an, an application, like what would be the opposite of hearing, receiving, obeying? Because we're basically saying obey, 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 you know, keep his commandments, keep his commandments. And we know that that's the mandate, but what would be the opposite of that? So, um, you know, just kind of using, you know, kind of a play on words here, um, you know, the opposite of hearing is hearing. I mean, there's no opposite to that and unless you mm-hmm. have no capacity to hear. Everyone's going to hear. Right. So, again, whether mm-hmm. you, or you choose to, to receive that or not, that's neither here nor there when it comes to hearing. Um, so mm-hmm. the opposite of receiving would be ignoring and the opposite of obeying mm-hmm. would be, um, mm-hmm. which I believe leads to eternal damnation. So if you take mm-hmm. those four things um, here, ignore, disobey, which leads to eternal damnation, that is uh, the acronym for HIDE. And <laughs> basically, um, what did Adam and Eve do when they sinned? They hid from God. Um, and so um, the note that I had from that is that they heard the voice of the Lord, but they hid from his presence. So say that again. They heard his voice, wow. but they hid from his presence. Wow, wow, wow. From, you know, just in, a, in an illustrative sense, when you're playing hide and seek, you know when the counter's coming, you just can't see them but you can hear them. Right? So, <laughs> so you know when they're getting close to you and so you stay in your spot, right? We don't come out and say, oh, here I am, right? We, we stay in our, in, our, in our situation. And so just in a wow. spiritual sense, we can't hide from God. Like he knew, right? He was walking down the exactly. street. Like, he knew what time it was. He knew where they was at. That's why he was speaking. Uh, and so we hear God. We just choose not to obey God. 
So hearing mm-hmm. is never has never been a part of the equation. Like, again, there's no opposite of hearing unless you can't hear. But even in that, like you would be able to read. So you, there's some way that you're going to be able mm-hmm. to extract the information that you need to get. Exactly. You're going to receive and then obey. Mm-hmm. So um, that, that's kind of my um, kind of final thoughts is that um, everybody hears. It's a matter of what we do with it. Yeah. This has been absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> I feel like every single time we get so excited about the next one, the next one, the next one, and, and then it just blows us away once it's here. So I am just like so full and so like, wow, in awe of the Lord of, of how just even being a vessel, you can be fed being the messenger, you know? Absolutely. Uh, so, um, I do want to say one thing uh, before I hand it over to you. The scripture that I actually just read to close with is actually on a t-shirt that I designed that is on this very topic, Hair Receive Obey. So I have a hero tee um, that I'm currently wearing. If you could see me, you would be able to know that I'm wearing it. <laughs> and it simply says, Hair Receive Obey, and it has the check mark uh, next to it. Check here, check receive, check obey. And at the bottom, it has that Philippians 4. So, uh I would love to give some shirts away to some of you listeners. So would you like to uh, share with the peeps what they could do to get the shirt? So uh, I, I own the shirt. It's one of my favorite shirts. Um, it, it's it's a, just a beautiful picture of, of what our life is. And so, um, yeah, like she said, I mean, we'd love to give – uh, these to the hands of some listeners some supporters and so um, if this is something that uh, just resonates with you we'd love to just hear from you so uh, we have social media we have instagram we have facebook um, you know we would love to um, just have you just um, shoot up some short video about how um, how this has blessed you whether it's this episode previous episodes um, just the podcast in general um, but just a, a quick testimony of um, just how life has been for you over the course of, of your journey with us. Um, we'd like to hear, you know, how you've been receiving and, and, and obeying the Lord through uh, just the faithfulness of you, um, you know, either hearing from us or, or just um, what the Lord spoke to you, even in your own personal time. But um, yeah, just, just, Hey, this is what God's doing for me at this time. And, you know, just how uh, we've been able to just uh, encourage that, that journey. We'd love to hear from you and just be encouraged with you because, uh, you know, like, uh, like it's been said, you know, we're students as well. And so, um, you know, it encourages us to know that uh, God is working through his word in all of us. And so just to, to be encouraged, you know, this is kind of our video to you in a sense of us sharing what God has given us through his word. And so we love to just be encouraged back by uh, what God is doing in you. Absolutely. Well, I'd love to pray us out and uh, get us on our way. Thank you, Lord Jesus, so much for your word. Thank you for your word. Um, You said that in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was God. So we thank you for being your word. We thank you for having your word. We thank you for planting your word within us um, from very young ages for many of us, Lord, and for the fact that you continually speak it to us and around us and saturate us with your word. Um, We thank you for the ability to hear you. We thank you that you open up our eyes and our ears, our hearts to understand your your word as we learn your scriptures and as we understand what you mean, Um, and not just superficially, but the depth of what you want us to know, to intimately know you, and, and not just to have a shallow repetition of what you've said or 
um, what you've done, but to really know um, the depth of what you have done and what you are doing still. Um, Lord, we just ask that you would help us wherever we find ourselves as we hear this message. Um, all of us that are listening have heard, so we have that mark check. Thank you, God, for that. And I just ask that wherever we fall on the, the reception right now, that you would clear the air, clear the atmosphere, that you would um, come against every principality and every spirit in high places that would seek to take away, to snatch away, to steal away this word that was sown in the hearts of your people. Um, anything in their own minds of distraction or clutter or inattentiveness. Um, I just pray that you would break those walls down, Father God, and just allow your spirit to just flow and, and come through and to penetrate the hearts and the minds of the hearers right now, God. I pray that there be no blockages to the reception of your word, not just this message, but every message that you send to each one of your children, ourselves included, God. We're praying for ourselves even to be clear receivers of your word at all times, God. And we pray that you will also empower us to obey your word. Um, help us that even when we face the challenges, the hard times, that we will endure afflictions, that we'll endure hardship as good soldiers, and that we will um, follow through and, and be steadfast. We will be dependable. We will be loyal. Uh, that we will retain the knowledge of you and the things that you said concerning every situation in our lives. And, and when we don't know at that moment that we'll come to you, we'll find someone who is a, a brother or a sister or someone else in the Lord that can help us, God, to guide us into all truth in your word, God. We depend on your spirit. We depend on you for everything that pertains to our life and our spirit. Um, day to day, hour by hour, we need you and we love you. And we're so grateful to you, God. So thank you for this time. Thank you for my partner in this um, session, my brother. And I thank you for every person who is listening to us right now, God. And we just pray. Uh, that your hand continue to be with us and upon us, Lord. We love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Her Bro, His Sis. Catch your favorite siblings each month as we talk to you, our family in Christ. Want to chat or just stay in the know? Catch us on Facebook and Instagram at Her Bro, His Sis.